Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of Sage May Speaks. This week, I'll be chatting with an actor who got his start as a sportscaster in Hawaii. He decided to quit his job and move to New York to pursue his dream of being an actor. And he achieved it! You'd now know him from 50 Cents for Life, Orange is the New Black, Law & Order SVU, and FBI. Please welcome Eric Ilizaga. Thank you so much Hi. for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk show business. Let's talk. <laughs> so how have you been as an actor during COVID? Um not good, Sage. Oh not man. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it it's sort of weird in, in that um, you know, ever since I moved to New York there's never been this sort of break from not acting. And, you know, every so often uh, auditions would come along, but not having that practice, especially for the first few months of shutdown, it was like, oh, it just was, it was really weird. And, and really, I think for probably a lot of people that our minds were just on like staying healthy and just keeping, you know, quarantined. But when auditions did come in sort of sporadically, it was it was great to to be able to to practice the craft, but it was sort of few and far between. And then I remember at a certain point, um, I got an audition, and my agent said, "Okay, um, have it ready for me by say like it was like Thursday at ten o'clock in the morning." So I'm like, "Great, let me finish it on Wednesday night, and I'll send it to you." So, um, for some odd reason, like because there had been such a sort of long layover, I couldn't get into the scenes. And so worked on it for probably like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, I think that's about as good as it's going to get today. So we're like, done. Sent it to my agent that night, woke up the next morning, watched it. And I was like, it just, it doesn't feel right. Like even while I was doing it, it didn't feel right. So um, I'm like, you know what, just for my own sake, I need to do this again because I need to feel good about this scene. So recorded it again, uh, sent it to my agent and I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you sent the first take, but if you haven't, send this one because I feel so much better about this. She emails me back and she's like, good thing you just sent it because I was about to hit send on your other one. But like, just having that feeling uh, of, it was like, it was like almost like I was trying to act in the first take versus just being the character, you know, like I, I wasn't, I didn't feel grounded. And that's like the first time I was like, holy crap, like you can't really take a long uh, break and expect to just jump right back into it like it's it's a muscle you have to exercise it was just so funny to have this like desire to do it again and do it so that I felt good about it versus just being like, you know what I sent it I can't do anything about it I'm done so because like regardless of like I didn't book it but I was just like you know what I was good with the second take uh, and I'm fine we're good so but yeah but that's that's sort of been like my experience with you know, the whole shutdown and uh, not being able to act. Yeah, I feel like with this whole craziness, when you do get an audition, there's so much pressure. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's sure. probably what you were it's, feeling. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it, 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 you're exactly right, just because it's like, it, it's few and far between when it happens. You're like, oh my God, I got an audition, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you feel like you have to do it so well. Yeah, totally. No and like in the real world, it's like in the real world. But when things are normal, it's like, all right, you know what? I'll get one next week, probably, hopefully. Yeah. Instead of yeah. like, might be 
three months. Don't know. <laughs> Craziness. No, exactly. Craziness. Yeah. So have you been on set all during COVID? You know what? Um, I've not been on a TV set. Jeez, it's almost been, wow, it's been almost a year since I've been on a TV I set. I hate um, thinking about it. I'm with you no, there. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but I've been on um, I've been on a couple print shoots, so that's been uh, a nice thing to do. Um, and it's it, it's not so different because everybody gets tested, um, and they're separating people. Everybody's got masks on, and that's sort of the only difference. But you know, you're there, you do the work, and it's. Um, I, I really don't know what like what a TV set would be like. I, I've read articles talking about how people are just like sort of. Um, separated you can't you know cross into different areas if you're part of one department so I'm like oh I can imagine that probably takes up more time for productions oh absolutely and money yeah no not exactly right like it's a little testing they constantly have to do right yeah yeah I can't imagine what it's like but hopefully we can find out soon yes (laughs) hopefully so you're from Hawaii right Mm -hmm. that's amazing so what was that transition like between Hawaii and here as an actor um have you been to Hawaii I have not but I want to go so bad yeah you you should yeah well um you know lifestyle between Hawaii and New York totally different right um and this is sort of a like a a two-part question because I feel like because it's like living here was the transition was fine like uh my sister lives here um so i visited her a bunch of times so i understood what sort of new york was about um and you realize quickly that living in new york everything is super convenient like you have everything within like a five block radius and once you figure out like the subway system then you know where to go and and thankfully google maps is around that i could just put in the the address, right? And they'll tell me exactly how to get there. I mean, I, I was like, you know, without Google Maps, I'm sure it would have been like crying in the corner of lost <laughs> every time I tried to get to an audition. Um, so that was totally fine. Like the transition was really easy. But going from um, working a, a nine to five job to immersing myself in this world of, of acting was a complete like mind blowing experience because so far it was so far out of my um, out of my comfort zone. Right. And I still remember looking online and seeing when I was applying to acting schools, uh, seeing pictures of students on stage doing their scenes. And in my head, I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to do this. And uh, I get to school and, and people are going up on stage and doing their scenes or their monologues. I'm like, oh, geez, I can't do this. Finally, I like force myself to do it and it's just you know it's, it's super stressful so for the first semester or two like it would just took a lot to to get up on stage and um towards the end of it i realized i'm like i need to get up there i need to practice this so i was always like one of the first people like yeah, i'll do my scene let me do my monologue like let me get up there because i i just need to do this and it, it was just that process of learning to be comfortable with getting up on stage and sort of being in this world of, of acting. And, and really I had no, I had sort of zero expectations. Um, actually kind of did <laughs> like, I thought, I thought going to school, I'd be surrounded by all these sort of like uh, drama people that were all about acting and wanting to be famous. And that was like the farthest thing from the truth. Like 
everybody was about the craft, which was amazing. Like nobody had this sort of these delusions of grandeur that they're going to be famous. It was just everyone was so focused on on the craft and they cared about it, um, which was amazing to me. And and so being in that in that environment was uh, was really cool. Um, having zero knowledge of what the world of acting was like, so it was it was a nice sort of transition uh, that. It took a little bit, but but finally, like, got my footing and was was happy to be there. Finally, <laughs> what was your first New York big audition like? Maybe for a network or for something fancy. That's funny. So when I first moved here, so I I've been here. I'm coming up on ten years in September. Nice, so you're a real New Yorker now. Right, you really are. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm told. <laughs> so um, when I first got here, um, a friend of mine knew uh, a manager that that sort of I got in touch with and and the manager that took me on so they started sending me out on um, more print jobs and industrial videos right and so um, I didn't I wasn't really going out for any television or film um, until like months later where like the first big audition I had was uh, for a film called Revenge of the Green Dragons and it was cast by A.B. Kaufman, who does a lot of Martin Scorsese films, right? And so Martin Scorsese was a producer on this thing. And it's, and it's all about like, um, like the, the Chinese gangs in New York back in like the 80s or maybe early 90s. And um, so it was a big deal, right? And so like, I'm super nervous. Um, the, the breakdown is for, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because it said like mid to late teens and I'm like there's no way in hell I can play <laughs> mid to late teens but whatever I'm gonna go in right I already had this thought in my head that I'm like there's, there's no way I can pass for a teenager so it's, it's two sides I go in uh, I'm sitting down uh Avi Kaufman I, I believe it was her right she starts rolling and she's doing the first side so we're done with the first side she goes she says something like um I don't think this is working out and so I'm like I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. She, she does not believe I'm a teenager. I should have never even showed up. So, so this is what I do. I'm like, okay. So I start to get up, to leave. And she starts scrambling to turn off the camera. And she goes, no, 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 no. That's the start of the second side. Oh. What she said, like, I don't think this is working out or whatever she said. Like, she went straight into the second side. And I, and I thought we were, like, going to stop at the first. <laughs> <laughs> and then like she would adjust or whatever and then you go into the second one but like no she just went straight through that's and I thought, hilarious like, telling me like yeah you're not oh, right no. for this halfway through the <laughs> so needless to say i did not get it oh man but, yeah but i think that was one of my one of my first big auditions for sure yeah <laughs> damn we all got ones like that <laughs> yeah yeah, well, thankfully, she has called me back in That's for, great. Yay. for so, Like, you know, and, and you know, I, I've taken enough uh, uh, casting director workshops mm -hmm. where, like, people ask, do you remember these, you know, the worst auditions? And they're like, well, we'll, we'll remember really terrible auditions if it's, like, <laughs> so far out of the realm of reality that they'll, it's like one for the, the storybook. But they're like, if you're, if you're bad, then eh, whatever. Like, people come in, they're bad. Maybe they had an off day. So... Um, clearly I wasn't bad enough where she's like, no way, I'm not. <laughs> I heard from a casting director once that a actor, like, in the script, it said they needed to kiss the person, and they kissed the reader. Oh, good. Which is terrible. You, that's awful. It's awful. I don't uh, think they booked that. 
I'm <laughs> sure that's almost like a violation of per- that's it a, is. like right if if that's i were that crazy. reader i'd be like sir sir yeah no no <laughs> like i would not even have let that person kiss me that's yeah, crazy and i think they let them <laughs> uh, that's that's Craziness. i'm sure every has like crazy stories something like that, like that. yes mm-hmm. absolutely it's <laughs> so funny so yeah. how many auditions did it take for you to book something so my start was um so when i was in hawaii like my my first uh co-starring role i was really lucky in that hawaii 5 was shooting right so it's the first season of the hawaii 5 reboot right and i at this point in my life like i'd always wanted to act as a child but never like took this step to do it because it was it wasn't a viable career to me like that was sort of ingrained right like you don't want to be an actor because it's it's super hard um so i was in in my previous career i was uh, a sportscaster so that's where i got sort of like my on-camera experience and um had an, uh, one of the local agents in Hawaii, um, I signed on with them. And so they started sending people out for the first season of Hawaii Five O. So I got lucky and ended up booking um, uh, three lines in the first season of Hawaii Five O with Grace Park, who is amazingly nice and had just uh, such a good time on set. And like, this is amazing, right? And so um, after that, I still wasn't like, you know, I can make this into a career because like how many opportunities are you going to get? living in Hawaii, right? You have Hawaii Five-O uh, and, you know, some films pass through, but you can't do that as like a full-time career. So um, so my sister who lives here in New York, she was like, come to New York, try it out as a career. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? If I don't do this now, I'm going to regret it. Quit my job, packed up my stuff, moved up here. So I already had one credit on my resume. <laughs> it's a big uh, one too. That's a good Yeah, no, it was, it was... Yeah, right. Exactly. And so um, getting here, uh, it took me, it felt like forever, (laughs) but it took me, uh, I think, three years until I booked my first television gig, which was a show called Eye Candy on MTV. Do you remember the show? Victoria Justice. Yes. There you go. I do remember that. Yes. And I still remember getting the phone call from my agent saying that I booked it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Finally! laughs> but yeah, it, it took three years and you know, it, it, it's, it seemed like a super long time. Um, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure it's not that long. Like, I'm, so you bad. know, I have friends who are like, you know, have been here for a long time who are waiting for uh, a TV credit. So yeah. I've, been, I've been super fortunate. That's awesome. So you do modeling as well as acting, right? You were saying you're on set for print stuff. Yeah. So um, it's it's what's called lifestyle modeling, and um, it's so it's not fashion stuff, right? So it's like companies will need uh, pictures of people using their product or whatever it is for their website or their um, brochures, whatever marketing materials they need. So there's there's a lot of that going on. So like if you click on um, like on CVS, like you might see me as a doctor on, CVS, <laughs> on the CVS website. Um, so yeah, that's actually been really good for me, um, especially the first few years of being here. And, and really when you, when you book anything, right, that pays you to do stuff. I mean, it might not be acting, but it's like, it's like a, an, uh, a, a nice shot of adrenaline to, to keep going. Right. So because it feels like you're doing 
you're 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 working you're, you're getting paid to do this stuff like in but in terms of like advancing your career it doesn't do much um if anything but it's it's a nice gig like you show up you take pictures and you're done yeah how'd you get into all that um it was through my manager that because because I, I had no clue about the industry in itself until he my manager was like, oh, here's an audition for Dell computers or here's an audition for Microsoft. Um, I'm like, oh, so just go to the audition and smile. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of what it is. Like you, you, you go in, you, uh, a lot of times it's like you take four or five pictures and you're gone. Like, I think I've done these auditions are like you're in for two minutes and you're done if especially if there's no wait so but yeah like if, if you're interested in doing it if you research uh, a lot of the new york um, agencies some of them are just strictly print agents and they'll say uh, they'll, on their websites a lot of them will have um you know email me your your headshots and they 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 can work with you if, if they like uh, your headshots. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, it's sort of different from like what you think of a, a model in terms of like the fashion industry, right? These are like, you know, gorgeous people who are like walking what runways. This is, this lifestyle modeling is like everyday people that, you know, companies just need to have on their website using the product, you know, pretending to be something like a family or, doctor or something to that effect but yeah that's it's it's a nice it's a nice gig when you can get it for sure so your first few gigs according to your imdb some of them were co-stars um and now you're at the guest star level i watched your for life episodes so how did you make that jump between co-star and guest star because some people are in the co-star and stuck there Yes, I remember years ago I ran into somebody and I was uh, chatting with her and, and she was saying she was stuck in co-star hell. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I would love to be stuck in co-star hell, right? Because I didn't have any co-stars. But that's the whole thing about this industry, right? Like as actors, we're constantly looking to level up. And so um, because I didn't have really, I had like one or two co-star credits, I'm like, I'm totally fine being in co-star hell if you book me and like let me act. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but yeah, but making the jump, it's, it's not easy. Um, it's one of those things, cause I'm actually still going through it. Having to sort of change the casting director's, uh, mindset about you, right? It's like, they, they already know, here's a bunch of actors that I know that I'm going to call in for co-star roles. Here's a bunch of actors I know that are I'm going to call in for guest stars. So they're never going to call these the bucket of guest stars in for co-star roles. So how do I get into that bucket, right, of guest stars? Uh, and for me, it's one of the hardest things I've had to learn to do. It's it's saying no to the to the co-star roles that come through, and it's it's been happening even recently. Uh, it it kind of goes against everything that <laughs> that as an actor you're like oh here's an opportunity to act but ugh, it's it's a role that you know you, you've done or, or it's only like a handful of lines and you're you've done a, a couple of guest stars and you're like i can't go backwards and so you have to have sort of that uh, confidence to say no um so that hopefully will change the casting director's mind to be like, oh, okay, so let's save them for uh, the guest star roles. Uh, I, does it work? Still finding out. <laughs> so, 
because uh, even because even with uh, with for life, um, Julie Schubert's uh, office is the one who called me in and cast me in it. Uh, maybe like four or five months later, they they reached out to my agency saying, "Hey, here's a role um, we'd like to see Eric for," um, and it was it was a co-star for for like a sheriff, and it was maybe like a page and a half. And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's kind of weird. You just you you booked me on a, a top of show guest star, and now you want to bring me in for a page and a half co-star." I mean, like, not, I'm I'm glad that she's thinking of, of me for roles like like because she did ask for me, but I'm like, oh, okay. So how do we? You cast me as a guest. <laughs> yeah. How do we continue that? Let's continue that. So yeah, it's 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 difficult, but it's but like you know, I'm I'm happy to be in this place where I am, you know, sort of leveling up to to that uh, place where I can say no and 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 sort of have the confidence that like I can do these bigger roles and 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 also I don't know, do you read backstage? I do occasionally, yeah. So there's um. There's a columnist. He's like the they call him the secret agent man. Yes, and, I've heard. Right, of right. Him. so you know, right. So I remember reading a column of his that was talking about like how many co-stars do you do before you start saying no? And he's like, there's no uh, like um, equation or there's no like tried and true thing of like this is how many and you stop. He's like, I'm gonna just throw out five, and you should stop. And I'm like, wow, I've got like I think I have over a dozen <laughs> and I still kept doing these co-star roles so after a certain point I'm like no I, I have to turn these down I, I can't keep doing co-stars or I will be stuck in co-star hell um, so luckily for me like I've been able to book the guest stars because really the, the guest star auditions um, it, it's not like they've been a lot there's have been a lot it's it's been um, sort of few and far between but I've been you know fortunate to book a couple of them so it's been nice that's awesome I honestly had a similar thing like about two years ago Kathy Salvadon who's episode one who was my mentor and I love her and I mention her all the time Mm -hmm. um (laughs) she is in the co-star range right now and she's I was stuck in the student film thing (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) which was even worse um (laughs) and she was like you know what you need to say no to these student films and I'm like you're right you're right and um I'm not doing a student film again and she's not going to do a co-star again. And we're in this together. And yeah. Yeah. But so. right, right. You have to make that decision. And it's so hard. So hard. Because no, you want to act. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've got friends who, you know, the, they're, they were doing like a lot of like, you, if it was, if it wasn't theater or if it was like uh, films all for free. And I'm like, you gotta get paid. Like this isn't a hobby. Like Absolutely. make up, you know, you got to make a decision to, to, to make sure that you get what you deserve. Like have, like you, you have, you bring value. So get paid for that. Totally. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have been on so many shows cast by the same people, as you said, <laughs> how do you make a connection with these casting directors? So they keep calling you in. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think, I can only think of there's only a couple offices that I've been on their shows. So the first was is Mark Sachs, right? I was on uh, Madam Secretary, and then Elementary, and um, I had zero relationship with that office. <laughs> it was just they 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 just um, called me in, and I was just able to book. And and um, actually, funny story about that. Um, so I I booked the Elementary guest star, right? Um, 
uh, Lucy Liu, by the way, is amazing because she's she also directed oh, I love the her. episode. So great. Oh, I was I was actually doing the scene with her. And oh my gosh! As as she's talking, as she's talking, I'm like, oh my god, I'm 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 doing a scene with Lucy Liu. <laughs> <laughs> That's going through my head. I'm like, oh wait, get back in the scene, get back in the scene. Getting but lost anyway. in those eyes. So oh, I was like, I'm like staring right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm staring right here. I'm like, oh my god, I'm standing in front of these Um But it was it was so funny because because I I went into uh, for that um, audition, and um, so I walk in, and Mark Sachs is sitting behind his desk, and he says, uh, "Grab a seat. I'm gonna skip this line. You're gonna jump in here and go." And so, like everything that he said to me, I'm like, I'm trying to process really quickly. And, and keep in mind too, that the scene in itself has the character walking through their science lab. So I was rehearsing it standing up and I had all these sort of things I was gonna do standing up. And so uh, when, he, when, I, when he said, you know, grab a seat, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm already thrown off. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just sit down and do the scene. And I, then I was like, I can't remember what you said of when do I jump in because he skipped a line and you know when you rehearse a scene over and over and you know your cues you're like if something gets thrown out you're like okay well let me process that before I move in no time to process so I start um, in on the line and the first one of the first lines has an acronym and it's LAL I say LAR so he says okay stop stop uh, let's you have to get the acronym correctly I'm like okay great go again so uh i started again and again i say lar i'm like i don't know what why i'm doing that uh and so then he's he's like I, he was super busy you could tell uh and so he's like again one more time i say lar oh, i no. don't know why <laughs> so by this point i'm like uh i just i need to just push through fourth take finally nail it say the LAL, get to the middle part, I screw up on the middle part, get to the end part, I screw up the end part, and I'm like, just get me out of here. Rest of the day, I am just like down because I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't do guest star roles. Like clearly I'm not ready for guest star roles. And like anybody who saw me that day was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, I'm actually not. But thanks for asking, appreciate it. Very next morning, I get a, a, an email from my agent and all i see in the subject line was note from casting and i'm like oh my god they sent the note saying why was eric so bad open the email and it says looks like eric elizaga is the choice <gasps> so and then, yeah i mean clearly and they're booking it and but it goes to show you have no idea like what they're looking for right like it's just it's like i totally thought i bombed it but i ended up booking it Back to your question. No, <laughs> no real relationship with them. Um, the other, the other office that I do have, I do have a, a solid relationship with is, is uh, Jonathan Strauss's office. Mm, so, that's um, a good one. great office. That office is amazing. Um, how I got in was, and, and I don't know any other way I wish I did, but how I got in, uh, to knowing them was through doing uh, casting director workshops it sucks that we have to pay for it, but like I said, I don't know any other way. So, um, so after I was done with um, acting school, I took it upon myself to learn about the business as much as possible, right? And so, uh, you know, any business owner needs to 
show people, the buyers, that they exist. And so I knew I had to get in front of these people who are casting the shows that I feel like I'm right for. So, yeah, right? So Jenny Ravitz um, oh, was I doing- I love Jenny. Um, so she was doing four week uh, casting director workshops and she was amazing. Like, it, I don't think she does them anymore, but if she, have you done her workshop? No, I follow her on Instagram and that's why I love her because she's so lovely and so yeah. just, she's oh. just present and amazing. Um, I've done yeah. Phil Huffman's, but I haven't done Jenny's. And I've done right. Shira Steiner, who is new, and she's on the new Law & Order. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, so so with Jenny, um, because it was a four-week uh, workshop, like, she got to know me as a person, and um, at a certain point, she, she said she never had readers um, at the office before. They used to be, they did their own um, reader they were their own readers for for the actors and so at a certain point they're like we need to bring in readers and so she called me and so yeah from there like like I've probably read for that office I don't know maybe like eight or nine times you're in you're um, in yeah so it's, yeah. it's been great like um so uh but I mean other than that like I I can't you're not going to develop a relationship with casting people just from going into an audition for two minutes and then leaving. Right. So, um, it's, that's the business side of acting that they don't teach you at school and, and you really have to treat yourself like a business and make sure the people that are your buyers know that you exist so that if a role comes that fits you, they're going to be like, Oh, this is perfect for Sage. Let me call her in. Right. And so you want to be sort of top of mind. And so there's all of these things like marketing techniques that like, um, so like when, when I was done with school, I took it upon myself to go to whatever free seminars that were, you know, that was talking about the business. Um, of course they're trying to sell you something and sometimes I would buy it and sometimes I'd be like, okay, I got all your information. Great. Thank you. And then leave. Um, but it is, almost as important as as the craft of acting right because there's i'm sure there are tons of talented actors who for one reason or another aren't working because they're not marketing themselves correctly and that's that's a huge part of it so uh there really needs to be better classes about you know the business of acting yeah yeah mm -hmm something I want to just throw out there because I think it's yeah. super interesting that you told me and mm -hmm. that I had no idea is that you did Law & Order SVU speaking of Jonathan Strauss yeah. with Rebecca Kennedy who is episode 2 yes. <laughs> and I, I had no yeah, idea that's... until you said that in the email and I thought that was yeah, so interesting yeah. no yeah Rebecca was great like I it's funny because I remember yeah she um she was just on the side because it, did you watch the, uh, do you remember the scene that I was in with her? Yes. Yes. You're the doctor. Right? Yeah. So, so I don't even talk to her at all. And so, so she was sort of, we were waiting for them to set up. And so, she, you know, she and I were just, you know, struck up a conversation. She's so lovely um, to the point where even on, you know, social media, like we'll like sort of message each other. Um, and she's, she's always commenting on, on my posts whenever like I'm posting about like a TV show that I'm on. But it was so funny because I didn't even realize what she was doing in the scene until I, it came up on TV. Because uh, if you remember, like, I'm saying, like, how what, what 
like she's in bad shape. She's super underweight and she hasn't been eating. And, she, you know, at the end of my scene, uh, they focus in on her and she's just shoveling yogurt into her mouth. <laughs> and so I messaged her. I'm like, I didn't even realize you were eating all that yogurt <laughs> behind me. How much yogurt did you eat? She's like, I ate a ton of yogurt. <laughs> But yeah, but but she was amazing. She was she was very sweet. Um, you have created some of your own work and been behind the scenes a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who want to create their own work? Yeah, um, my advice is to do it. Like create your own work. Uh, my, you hear this all the time. Like don't wait for people to cast you and stuff. And it's it's uh, great advice. Um, but you know, in terms of like what you learn on the acting side of things, um, it really helps in understanding when you're like, I didn't go to film school. I had no idea like how to shoot a film, but a bunch of friends and I got together and, and we shot this film. Um, but it really kind of, when you're putting it together yourself, you really start to understand what the production needs in terms of like what the shot is and like why you have to get a wide shot, a medium shot, a close-up shot. Um, and it really, because, you know, acting on television, a lot of it is, is, it can be technical. And so if you're shooting a story that you wrote and you're, you know, maybe you're shooting your friend, you know, not to like shoot the side of their head. Like you want to have them sort of open up. Right. And we made those mistakes in terms of like, you know, how, like where we're positioning the camera. So how that'll help you as an actor is understanding that when you are on set, you need to know where the camera is so that you can sort of like open up. And a perfect example was um, my first episode of SVU. Um, I was with uh, Peter Scanavino and Mershka Hargitay. And at a certain point, so that they, they, they had the camera on me. Uh, so like, let's say the camera's here on my left, Peter Scanavino's right in front of me, Mershka Hargitay's on my right. And so they start shooting me and without even telling me, so say, let's say Peter Scanavino asks me a question, I'm responding to him. So I'm looking, like say I'm looking at the camera like this, straight at the camera, well, not straight at the camera, but to the right of the camera. And Mariska Hargitay, when it's her turn to talk, in order to keep my eye line open to the camera, she jumped in front of Peter Scanavino, like halfway so that instead of, um, instead of me looking like just to the left or just to the right, or all the way to the right, I should say, of Peter, I was looking just off of him, off of him to the right so that I'm still open to the camera versus the camera seeing just my left side of the face. So, you know, like creating your own stuff, you, you start to understand that this is the reason why things are happening. Um, and it really, I mean, not only does it sort of get the creative juices flowing, it, it really just gives you a, a better understanding of, of how television film is made and it, it only can help you as an actor what sort of titles have you had on set just out of curiosity oh geez <laughs> I mean, you know behind the camera is yeah, that what you're talking yeah. about um well i wrote and directed a film um which was yeah i mean making short films are it's they're huge undertakings like i didn't realize how much goes into making a film and all the hours and stuff it's 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 not easy, um, but like I've just been fortunate to, uh, to to have friends that are also like filmmakers that um, it's almost like they're like, hey, want to come help with the film? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I've I've been the sound guy without really knowing how to run the sound. <laughs> um, like I've edited stuff, uh, like I've been like the first AD, the second AD, uh, 
like, and because it's sort of like a low budget production, we're all like all hands on deck. I guess you could call me the gaffer, uh, the light guy, you know, like, so it's whatever, whatever it takes to get it done. Like I'm always just ready to, to help. And, and even, even in that, you know, it's like, um, like I said, I didn't go to film school, but like looking at the way the shot was set up, like, I'm like, Oh, what if we tried this? And, you know, and my friends are like, they're all very open to, to, to suggestions. So it's like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I like that better. So it's in itself it, it is a great uh, creative space to be in when you're creating your own stuff, but like really no excuse for anyone to, to not do it. Right. We all have cameras on our phones. You have, you know, editing stuff on your laptop so it's it's so easy to to make it now um and just learning about it. like we were actually like watching youtube videos in order to teach ourselves how to edit and like, especially the sound part when I mean, the sound part is like even crazier it's it's a whole different world really so yeah i mean it's it's a huge undertaking but super worth it super fun um like for me going to um uh, film festivals and and seeing like watching people like laugh at the jokes that I wrote like, was, <laughs> it was like cool. it was fun yeah like I, I I gotta say it's one of the the highlights of, of making a, a film uh, when when your joke lands because you only you know you see it in your head you see it on paper or you see it you know you might think it's funny but you don't know what everybody else thinks yeah. so but when they, they laugh in the audience it's it's great <laughs> that's so funny I um just last week shot like a little it was like a two page film with um some of my friends and yeah, great. my title on set was producer. I acted for a second, I did sound. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange titles to have. Yeah, but it's great, yeah, right? It's, fun. it's it's a great experience to to do all of that stuff and you really get a better understanding. Um, and, and really appreciation, like when you're on set, because when you're on set, like it, I'm always blown away by the number of people on a television set. I mean, like there's like over a hundred people and they all have specific jobs and they all do them really well. Um, but that just gives you an idea of like what it takes to put a television show together. How do you keep a good mindset in this crazy industry? And do you have mm. any tricks? Yeah, I actually do. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those things of like in our industry, we're the majority of the time dealing with rejection, and we can't take that personally. And it took me a little bit to to really understand that, you know what, every audition that I go on, I could kill it in the room, but they could cast somebody else. Um, perfect example, actually. Uh, do you remember the show Younger on TV Land? Yes, I do. I think it, it might be shooting still, right? It is right? still on, yeah. So um, I went in uh, for a barista role, uh, and the the only line was yelling the, the name Gary, right? So, I mean, imagine, like, the casting director brings in 20 people, 30 people, to just say Gary. Like, we could all say it differently, the same, whatever. Um, and, like, I could have killed it. <laughs> but I didn't get the role. So fast forward four or five months later, I run into a friend of mine and um, they're, they're telling me I booked my first co-star role. I'm like, congratulations, that's amazing. What is it for? I play a barista on Younger and I went, wait a second. Did, did you say Gary? She's like, that's it. 
and keep in mind, like, this is what I like. I'm, I'm an Asian male. Yeah. She is a black female. So it, it's like completely different types. And so you really have no idea what they're looking for. And, and that really sort of opened my eyes to the process of it all, right? There's, there's so many filters that, um, that your audition goes through. First the casting director, then maybe a producer, then like the head of the network, whatever it is. But there's like seven or eight people that need to land on you. So it takes a little bit, but what's helped me is, is knowing that and, and understanding that like uh, you could be too tall, too short, your hair could be too light, too dark, whatever it is, it's, it's so out of your control that my only goal now when I go into uh, an audition is feeling like I did a good job. If I can walk out of that room and say, I did a great job, I am done. I'm not thinking about it at all. Like one of, one of my favorite things to do actually, aside from booking the role, is forgetting about the audition that I had the other day. Because right, like it's so easy to, to go on an audition and then be like, oh, I hope I was good enough. I hope they book me, I hope they book me. And then like, cause I lived through like hearing my email go off and like, is that my agent? Did I book it? Did I book it? Did I book, you know? Like, like you're, you're sort of just like kind of driving yourself crazy because you're hanging on to it. But because I've learned, and it took me a while to just to let it go once I'm done, it's, it's made my life so much more sane. Like I'm not spinning in my own head about if I was good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Or if I booked it. So it's, that's the one thing that's like helped me just let things go and, and be sane. <laughs> what is your favorite role that you've ever had? Uh, well, I mean, if it's if we're talking about like television, then then for sure it was for life. I mean, that the um, to be able to do uh, a guest star role that had so many different well, for, for one thing, different scenes where I got to do different things. It was it was amazing um, because you know I was able to do a lot of the things that we learn in acting school, like um, like breaking down the script and you know you're not just giving information to forward the story. You're able to have these emotions that come up because of the circumstances. And so for the, really the first time uh, in my television career, I was able to do that. But on top of that, the experience of being on that set was amazing because of the people Um, and uh, working with uh, Nicholas Pinnock, who's the star of the show and Eric Jensen, um, you know, they, they were so nice, so down to earth, professionals. Um, and to, to the point where like on social media, like we're sort of in contact that way as well. Um, but there's something to be said about going to set multiple times where you start to get to know the people you're working with. Not, not only your, your co-stars, but the hair and makeup people, the PAs, the director. Uh, it's, it's so nice to be able to to have those relationships and show up to a set where like they know who you are. But also the the other thing that really was great about that experience was watching people work and doing these scenes with like amazing actors. Um, And a quick story, like the, so the scene uh, where I'm in a a conference room with, with Nicholas, he actually came to me as I'm sitting in the hair and makeup and he's like, Hey, I need to apologize because I've been, uh doing so many other scenes i haven't had the time that i wanted to take to look at 
this scene. And he's like, so just, just bear with me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll, you know, do whatever you need to do. And so as, as we're shooting it, like, he starts stumbling on it because it's a lot of legalese. And, and I learned this, this phrase, uh, cause he said it, he's like, I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to do this in series. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Come to find out that it's him just same line over and over and over. And so as he's saying it, like he starts stumbling and he starts like again, and then he'll, he'll do it and, and he'll do it correctly. He'll launch into it again. And he would do it like five or six times perfectly all different ways. Like it was mind blowing just to watch it. It was like a masterclass in, in, in acting because he was able to put something different on it every single time. And, and as much as he was getting frustrated with himself, he was doing amazing work. <laughs> and, and I said that to at the end of it, I'm like, that, I mean, that was amazing to watch, to see him go through all of these different uh, emotions at, in each take and putting some, something different on it. And I'm like, the dude is, he's an actor's actor, you know, like he knows what he needs to get to where he needs to go and he does it well. That's so, so cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. And he's the like, star, I mean, so they're it, like cool with it. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you can keep keep doing them. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, really it's his show, so he yeah. can do it. Yeah, he's he's chilling. <laughs> but I mean, just to see him, you know, to to watch it in real time, to see the work happen, the way that he did it, it was it was amazing. Like as as an actor, you you really appreciate what he was able to do on the spot and not not having like like he was saying, like he he even said he's like it's like, this is not how I work uh, um, because at this point it's, it's a memory uh, test and that's not acting. I'm like, you killed it. <laughs> you still, still killed it. Yeah. It was great. That's so cool. So this is the last question. Yeah. Yay. I always ask everyone this one yeah. last. What would you have told yourself when you were starting out? Oh, um, <laughs> so starting out because I was in this sort of, uh, you know, changing my entire life to go to um, acting school full time, right? Like quitting my job. There was like, I felt this sort of pressure to be good immediately, right? And so I would tell myself to allow yourself to make mistakes, right? Because I always felt like when I got up to do my monologue or my scene, I needed to be perfect. I needed to be. And then I realized I'm like, nobody's going to hire me. I'm in school. There's no casting people there. There's not like, there's no director that's going to be like, you are amazing. Let me put you in my film. But that's what I, that was sort of my mentality. And it was also like, I need to be validated, right? I need to know that I'm doing good work, but it also puts all this kind of pressure on you that you don't need, especially when you're in school. And it also does not allow you to be free. It doesn't allow you to make these choices um, that, you know, that you would, wouldn't normally make um, because you're, it's almost like you become conservative in what you choose to do with this character. Um, So it doesn't allow you to explore. And um, I was one of those kids who didn't want to color outside the lines in the coloring book. Right. But I did because I was a horrible colorer. So (laughs) it's one of those, like, I guess it's still haunting me today where I don't want to on stage color outside the line. So I needed to be good but it, it, it doesn't serve you when, especially when you're trying to act. 
And I think a lot of it for me was getting caught up in the words. I needed to be word perfect. Again, that does not help in acting, right? It's not a memory test when you're up on stage. So if I could talk to myself back then, like it just would have been like just for yourself to to learn, make mistakes, because you you learn when you make mistakes, um, and and I and even when you're watching people, um, I, I can still remember watching uh, one of my classmates on stage. Like one of my my teachers had us do this uh, sort of exercise where you do your morning routine, and this is all like sort of behavior, right? Because like a lot of people when they get up on stage, they'll start doing something that's not what normal human behavior looks like, right? And so it like when he pointed this thing out, I was like, oh my God, that's true. Like you're doing that only because, you know, we're watching you and you're on stage. And so it really was like one of those things of like, yeah, you're, you're making mistakes, but you're learning from them even when you're watching your friends. But um, I, I wished I had allowed myself to, to make those mistakes versus like just being so hard on myself and, you know, trying to be a good actor because I felt like someone was going to give me a job, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much, Eric. That was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to follow the podcast on Instagram at Sage May Speaks and be sure to give a rate on whatever platform you're listening on. Next week, I'll be with Leah Crates.